A Chino and Tonto Mystery, Vegas Dead End, Season 1, Episode 11, Bad Penny Returns. Without exception, there was no town which harbored a more disreputable gang of desperados and outlaws than did Las Vegas. Ralph Emerson Twitchell, Historian. Located on the edge of the eastern plains of New Mexico, at the foot of the Sangre de Cristo Mountains, is Las Vegas, New Mexico. Though not as well known as other Wild West towns, such as Dodge City, Deadwood, or Tombstone, Las Vegas is said to have been the worst of the worst of the Old West. We now go back in time to the late 1800s into a very different world. Cochise Chino, big chief to his useless hoodlum friends, was headed back to Las Vegas. He had planned on staying in Tularosa until it was safe to return to Vegas and recover his gold. Those plans had ran afoul due to the U.S. Cavalry. The Apache and the Army were in a war, and he was no longer safe in Tularosa. For all of Cochise's past deeds, he was mostly a peace-loving man and had no desire to defend his tribe against the powerful U.S. The young and overly aggressive warriors were all roused up about offenses committed by the intruders who wanted all Apaches dead. The Apaches intended to defend their honor until they were all dead. Big Chief wanted his gold and a good, pleasure-filled life in a quiet Mexican beach town. He was no hero. After Cochise had been arrested by J.J. Beckham, the local sheriff, for what amounted to being an Indian, he became part of Hoodoo Brown's gang. The sheriff told Hoodoo, the justice of the peace, that Chino was drunk, which was a hanging offense in Vegas. Hoodoo sentenced Chino to one year being his scout or he would be hung by the neck until dead. Chino wisely chose the one-year service as scout. He had originally gone to Vegas to see if he could make some money. There had been stories of some Indians being hired to provide protection for money being moved by the railroad. The rumors had the pay at something that was unbelievable, but Cochise believed it because he wanted to leave. He was leaving a wife, Tayan and two kids behind. He had discovered he was no family man and was eager to abandon his family on the claim of wealth waiting in the mountains of northern Indian territory. After his encounter with the brutal Hoodoo Brown, Cochise realized he had made a mistake. He had left Vegas just ahead of the army taking over the town. The army had issued orders to arrest Hoodoo Brown and any of the other gang members they could find. Leaving behind the gold was a huge sacrifice, but he did not feel comfortable taking the time to dig up his treasure. He had seen the army's camp, and he knew they would be in Vegas soon. Without anyone knowing, he had purchased two mansions from a white railroad executive who had run into trouble with Brown and decided to leave Vegas that night. Hoodoo was a frightening person even to the railroad leaders who had hired him. 
None of them had the nerve to fire the crazy man. These mansions were a huge bargain. To complete the deal, Cochise had to borrow money from two whores he knew who worked in the most famous brothel in town. He promised them gold. He told them he had taken the gold, but there was no way to turn it into spendable cash until he could get it out of Vegas. The whores knew this was risky business and were not sure they wanted to be involved in stealing anything from Hoodoo. They did it anyway. The whores in Cochise had moved into the two houses and for months enjoyed a life of pure pleasure. To amuse themselves, they drank lots of whiskey and explored every part of the houses. The rooms were full of wonderful furniture and great hiding places for all sorts of expensive clothes and jewelry. During one of these drunken excursions, they discovered the entrance to a tunnel between the two houses. That tunnel led to the perfect hiding place for his treasure. When he returned to Tularosa, he had given his wife all the documents he had about the purchase of the houses. He told her they might be valuable someday. He also told her, under the influence of too much whiskey, about the gold. She said she thought he was crazy. Now he was sneaking back into Vegas to retrieve the gold. He was nervous because he had not been gone very long. The town was still under control of the U.S. Army, but the rumor was that Hoodoo and many of his gang members were still hiding in the town. Cochise was also not sure about the fate of the whores. Had they left Vegas or were they still there? He feared the whores almost as much as Hoodoo. Gold was a strong attraction. He could almost smell it. Cochise heard the cock of the shotgun before he saw anyone. Well, son of a bitch, it's the fucking Indian. Cochise had snuck into his old house and was in the basement starting his search for the gold. He immediately knew the voice. It was Molly, the mean whore. She was the female hoodoo, just plain bad. He needed to be very careful. Don't shoot. Shut up. Where's that fucking gold? Tell me right now, and maybe I'll let you live. I've been itching to shoot somebody all the fucking day. What are you doing? Don't shoot him. Molly, don't be stupid. Put that gun down. He's no good dead. Those words of wisdom were from a much younger and more attractive woman standing on the stairs. Beth is right, Molly. One dead Indian will only be a problem. Nothing good will come from killing me. Yeah, well so fucking what? I still think I'll shoot your lousy ass. The tone was obvious. She meant it. Consequences be damned. Molly was in the mood to shoot somebody. A Few Minutes Mystery Production, copyright 2022, Ted Clifton, all rights reserved.